and welcome back to the Life Bath podcast. So we're on episode eight now, which I can't believe. So thank you very much if you have listened to all of the episodes and thank you if you're just listening to this one. There's another seven episodes that you can listen to. So uh, get that listened to after this one. But uh, we've got another two episodes of this series and then we're going to take a break for two months and then we'll be back with the second series. So uh, I'm just sorting the guests out for that at the minute. It's really exciting. So uh, I can't wait for you to hear it. As always, thank you to Relish Coffee Company and Relish Cafe in Whitley Bay, who are our lovely sponsors of Series 1. So I was there last weekend and I had the avocado on toast, which was absolutely delicious because it was whipped up with feta in it and oh, it was just glorious. So you need to get along and you need to get yourself some avocado on toast. Maybe take a snap, put it on Instagram because that's what everyone does, isn't it? That's what I did anyway. Check out my Instagram. You'll see the picture of the avocado on toast. <laughs> so on to episode eight. So this week I am joined by the lovely Kim. So Kim runs the running group These Girls Can Run, which I actually first found in 2015 when I wanted to to get a little bit more motivation with with starting running. Kim is lovely and can't wait for you to hear how she started These Girls Can Run and her inspirational story on how she became a runner and also how running helped with mental health issues. So Please carry on listening and enjoy my chat with Kim and uh, I'll see you at the end. Thanks. Hi Kim and welcome to the Life Bath podcast. Thank you very much for coming on and I just thought we'd get straight into it and I'm really excited to to start chatting to you. Um, So for the listeners, you run the uh, running group These Girls Can Run Mm -hmm. um, as your business. So have you always wanted to run your own business and what was your careers before you started this? Oh, good question. Um, First of all, thanks for having me here. I'm so excited. Um, So no, I never thought about running my own business, to be honest. And then but I've always felt like I kind of had something to do, you know, just that feeling in your belly that yeah. you were kind of here to do something. So before um, These Girls Can Run, I actually, I was a solicitor for five years. Um, I studied law at university and it's one of those things where you start out on this path and then I studied law at university and then it was either, do you want to become a solicitor or a barrister? So I went down the route of solicitor, but to be honest... I, it wasn't for me. It yeah. was stressful. It was long hours. And I felt like I was just stuck behind a desk. Yeah. What originally made you think you wanted to be a solicitor or, or to study law? I think it was just, it was one of those things when I went to university. I think you're so young when you make that decision. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I was just 18 when I started university. And it was kind of like everyone did like medicine or law and you were going to have this amazing career. Yeah. But actually you're 18 and you haven't got a clue. You haven't got a clue at haven't all, have you? No. So, it, you know, I kind of did my degree and then kind of bumbled along a bit, but my heart wasn't really in it. So, yeah. so yeah. And then what happened after after changing careers from that? So I took six months out, uh, took a sabbatical from work to just kind of find myself, I think you'd say, and just decide what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I went traveling. I actually worked in an orphanage in Nepal for three months, which wow. was just amazing, like the best experience. Um, and then continued traveling kind of Australia, finished up in Fiji, lying on the beach and thought, oh, I might join the police when I get back. So um, that's what I did. And <laughs> I think looking back, it wasn't the, a great career choice for mm-hmm. me. I was in the police for 10 years, um, wow. loved it at first, wouldn't have met my husband if I hadn't have joined the yeah. police, so every cloud. Um, but I think after I had my two girls, everything changed for me. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of I had um, mental health issues and really lost my confidence. And I right. think going back into that environment after kind of nine, 10 months off both mm-hmm. times, I just felt like it just, it wasn't for me anymore. And I really struggled. Yeah. Um. So kind of whilst I was still in the police was when these girls can run started, but I didn't think it was kind of going to turn into what it is. So yeah. <laughs> it was all a bit of a mad, a mad time, but... 
So how did it all start with with running? So what was it with you that that made you decide to start start running? So I started running in my early 20s. Um, I'd just finished university. I had basically just eaten all the pizzas, drank all the pints as you, as you do at as uni. As you do. <laughs> yeah. um, I gained, well, I was five and I was about five stone overweight when I decided I I needed to do something about it. So I, to be honest, I was terrified of joining a gym. Yeah. Um, I was just worried that I didn't have the clothes and everyone was just going to look at this kind of overweight girl coming in who didn't have a clue what she was doing. And I'd hated running at school, but I exercised at home for a while and then got really bored. And I thought, I'm just going to go out and I'm just going to try and run. So I waited until it was like pitch black outside, (laughs) put my trainers on. And I literally remember the first run. I couldn't run from one lamppost to the next. I I literally couldn't do it. Um, but every time I went out, I just felt amazing afterwards. I just yeah. felt I was achieving something I'd never been able to do before. Um, and I just built up lamppost to lamppost and that's where it all started. And I've never really stopped since. Yeah. So you say running from lamppost to lamppost. Do you think a lot of that is also mind over physical fitness as well? Is that your kind of mind tells you to stop Definitely. before you, you physically need to stop? Definitely. When I was at school, I just have awful memories of cross country. And I just remember you had to wear these awful royal blue knickers, running knickers. And the cross country field, the field was always frozen because it was literally winter time. And I was always at the back. And I just, you know, when you just tell yourself, I'm not a runner and I'm I'm not built for running. Mm -hmm. And I think I'd always conditioned myself to think, I'm I'm not a runner. Yeah. So even when I started lamppost to lamppost, I think there was just this voice in my head saying, "What are you doing? Like you're you're not a runner. Why why are you even doing this?" And I think that's what you have to work through. That's yeah. the whole mind thing for people is getting over these blocks of, especially if it's something they've thought they can never do. Yeah. It's huge to kind of come through that. Yeah. And so when you got past that and you started running a little bit more and a little bit more, how was that helping with your physical and mental health? Just brilliant. I remember I was in obviously a stressful job at the time and a run could solve anything. Um, The weight began to drop off kind of really gradually. And as that did, my confidence just grew and I just felt like I was kind of achieving something I thought I would never be able to do. And it's quite funny. I did a talk the other week and I had a um, picture of myself from my first 5K at Saltwell Park and my body language, when you look at this picture, I'm literally there with like arms crossed, this big baggy jumper on. And it's as if I think I shouldn't be there. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And it's really weird looking back because yeah. I thought I was running 5K, which is three miles. Um, but but looking back at that photo, I think I still didn't believe it at yeah. that time. I think it's yeah. taken me years and years and years to kind of realize that I can do it and everybody can do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's something because I had the same with mm-hmm. um with starting running. I thought oh, I'll just get out, and because it, it means you don't have to join the gym, and you just want to get out there and and yeah. and start running and and help with your health and, and yeah. weight loss and things. Uh, and it does it does make you feel like that afterwards. Yeah. It's just getting past that barrier to totally. to initially sort of get out and yeah. and and start and start running. Really. Totally. So how did the running club? then start from you just kind of going out and in the dark running lamppost to lamppost to then eventually there being this sort of phenomenon of the of the these girls can run um I still have to pinch myself that it happened because I was sat at work it was the beginning of February and I got the email through that said I had a place in the Great North Run and I'd, by this point, I'd ran the Great North Run before. Right. But I just thought, I don't want to train on my own this time. I've done that. So, and at the time, I don't know if you remember the This Girl Can campaign had yes. started on the telly. And it was just, I remember watching that and thinking, this is amazing. Like, yeah. we can do anything and anybody can do anything. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to set up a little Facebook group and I'm going to tell everybody when I'm going to train and I'll just see who wants to join me. And I, th- I think, I can't remember exactly, but I'm sure there was only about eight people initially. And then it started to grow. And the park where we were meeting was at the bottom of my street. And I remember walking down the street and then I came over the bridge and I just saw all these ladies in the park. And I thought, oh, have I missed something, you know, something yeah. going on? 
And I thought they're here, they're here to run. Um, and that's what we did. And literally we've never stopped. So it grew and grew. But the one thing that really struck me is after that first run, I just got message after message from ladies saying, um, I really want to run, but I'm overweight, I'm unfit, I suffer from anxiety, I'm worried I'm going to hold you up. And all of those emotions I understood because that's exactly how I'd felt. Yeah. And so I remember saying to my husband, I'm going to make this group for those ladies. Yeah. You know, there's running clubs out there which are amazing and, you know, they do a fantastic job, but it's a completely different audience that we're we're trying to get more active so yeah. i think that's kind of where the need came from yeah definitely because i think that's the thing is that people would never think about joining a, a, a proper running club mm -hmm. or gyms that have running clubs because they just don't think that they're yeah they're anywhere near the, the fitness level that they that they should be for exactly. something like that whereas these girls can run is that beginner class that where just anyone can can come come along and, and just start Absolutely. running and you, there's never anyone at the back because you're always yeah. there with with everyone yeah. and um, you never have to worry about that so um, it is that that great environment to to, to start yeah. running in so how did that then turn into the business side and having so many different groups around the northeast yeah I think we just we had a couple of ladies that ran with us who kind of from the start just showed themselves as kind of leaders they used to kind of do naturally the the leader job yeah um and but they weren't from our area and so they said I'd love something in our area yeah. so that's how it kind of started to grow but it was never meant to be what it's kind of turned into and that's been a real challenge in itself because it's kind mm -hmm. of I literally learn every day yeah. and I've kind of made some mistakes and you know I've learned some things the hard way but actually it's been a real kind of experience in itself just yeah. taking the business through yeah any entrepreneur will probably mm -hmm. say that of, of the that you've got to sort of make the mistakes to to Absolutely. be able to to grow the business but and what sort of feedback do you get from your ladies um kind of that regularly run with you and kind of do you see them growing and when they, yeah. they first come come to you um and I'm getting a well, you've said about anxiety yeah. a lot of them probably is to do with with mental health and and, yeah. and getting out and just wanting to they don't want to be sort of athletes and, uh -huh. and these the amazing runners but uh it just gives them a, an outlet to be able to to run so kind of yeah. what are the the ladies like that that run with you and what have been their journeys we've got so many stories like it's it's just unreal I literally feel like I get to spend every day with the most amazing women, which is just like everybody is battling something. You know, nobody kind of knows what everybody's yeah. going through, but we've had um, chronic illness. We've had anxiety, depression. Um, people have just like so many things going on in their life. and But for that hour that we run, yeah. they can just come along and kind of put the world to rights and forget whatever's going on in the head or they can use the run to process what's kind of happening. I mean, sometimes a lady will come along, she's like, Kim, tonight I just need to run. Mm -hmm. And she, that's what she needs to do for that hour. Um, sometimes for ladies with anxiety as well, you know, just coming along for the first time is a huge it's a huge step. Yeah. And what I say to everybody is just come along and anything you do after that is a is a complete bonus. Yeah. Taking that first step is huge. Um, but because I run at the back, I love it because I get to see the progress yeah. through the group. So and pe they sometimes ladies can't see it for themselves. They don't they they'll say to me, Oh, I don't feel like I'm getting any better. And I'm like, Look where you are in the group now, like yeah. compared to where you were um so we see we see the progress and it's just it's just the most rewarding thing it's the best oh that's fantastic so you mentioned earlier about your own mental health and obviously being in the police I know from personal family experience that it is an extremely stressful job um and did you get help in the police in with with any mental help or, or was it the running that really helped you with that yeah it was it, I mean, my little girl turned 10 yesterday, which was obviously like a really emotional day because it's double figures. Yeah. <laughs> and she's amazing. But it was a real reminder for me because that was pretty much 10 years to the day since I've kind of been battling um, with mental health issues. And I developed postnatal depression after she was born. And that was my first experience of mental health. 
And so I didn't really speak to anybody at work, kind of, that what was going on. I just kind of battled through. But for me, running was the last thing I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. but it was the thing I needed to do. And I remember just kind of sitting, sobbing on the stairs one day. And, you know, when you just kind of hit the lowest point. And then I saw my trainers and I thought, you know, what if, what, Mm -hmm. what if? This is what I need to do. And the way I got through it is I never put pressure on myself to go out and run a certain distance at that point. I just said, if you leave the house, you can walk, crawl, whatever you need to do, but just get out of the house. And Mm -hmm. it can be for 10 minutes or it can be for two hours, but do what you need to do. And usually what happened is I, I ran more and sometimes I just ran and ran and I couldn't stop. But that just gave me this feeling of I can get through this yeah whereas in the house I I didn't have that sometimes I'd be like the depths of despair thinking you know I can't see an end to this I can't see a light at the end of the tunnel and then I would go out for a run and suddenly everything began to lift Mm -hmm. and you know I I got through that as soon as I had my second daughter a couple of years later I felt everything starting again in terms of the postnatal depression and I recognized the signs and I thought to myself I'd been on medication the first time and I thought actually I think I can I can do this without this time I've got the coping mechanism which is my running so that's what I did and and you know it's something that never goes away it's Mm -hmm. something that's kind of always there in the background but I always now know now like that I can fight it and and that's huge. And, and that's yeah. true of so many ladies now. They've got this coping mechanism, which, and, and we don't shy away from talking about it within yeah. the group. I always say to the ladies, this is, you know, we're not medically qualified or um, to help, but it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. And if you come and you're having a really bad day for whatever reason, y- you can talk here and nobody's going to judge you or, you know, have any opinion about what you're saying yeah this is your safe place yeah and yeah I mean fantastic for for opening up about postnatal depression because I think it's not realized of of how many women actually suffer from postnatal depression so what were your signs the first time round? how how did you notice that you actually were suffering from postnatal depression and and not sort of baby blues as people sometimes refer it to that's the hard thing is that I thought, well, before I'd had Lily, I thought I've read all of the books. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to be like this superwoman mother. Um, and then I actually had um, a really traumatic birth. And there was kind of some circumstances afterwards, which were really difficult. Um, and I just remember lying in bed and feeling like I just had this weight over me that just wasn't going to lift. And it was really hard to describe because it's, it, I felt kind of numb mm. and you know, as if you're kind of looking at things through kind of a bit of a fog, I never yeah. felt like I was there. Um, but aside from all that, as a new mum, you're then totally conflicted because you think I'm looking around and all these other mums are just doing an amazing job. Yeah. And, you know, I remember going along to a, a drop-in clinic with, for newborn babies and, I literally had barely managed to get dressed that day. I was like covered in baby sick. I don't think I'd brush my hair or anything. And I remember walking in and just seeing all these women who just looked amazing. And I was like, oh dear, like I just can't yeah. do this. And I think you have all of that going on. Yeah. And I only had, I think, one friend at the time who was totally honest with me. She was kind of, our babies were similar age. Yeah. And I remember having a really honest conversation with her about kind of how hard I was finding it, but that wasn't the norm. Most were kind of, oh, this is brilliant. And and that was what was really tough. Yeah, because people aren't probably as honest as they, they should be because mm-hmm. not in a in a bad way, but they probably feel like yeah. that's the way that they should be saying is everything's exactly. fine, everything's fine. But then that's mm-hmm. portraying to other mums that they should then be yeah. saying that everything's fine and, and people aren't talking about the actual feelings that they're yeah. that they're having well it is because it's you know it's a hugely exciting time it's like a huge turning point in your life and you've got this amazing little package of potential but you know so then when you're getting these emotions which don't kind of sit with that you really question what's going on yeah. and I think to the outside world at the time I was probably functioning quite well mm. because I was getting up I was getting dressed I was going along to all the baby classes 
but I knew I was just going through the motions and I, you know, I, I just, I just did not feel great, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, it, it is, it's, um, but it, it's good to, to talk and it's good mm. to be able to like 10 years on, be able to look back on that yeah. and, and see how, how you coped, especially when you say with the, your second baby, you, yeah. you notice those signs and you, you realized how you could, you could really help by, yeah. by getting out and, and running. And I'm sure that is is helping like you say with with a lot of women in the group mm-hmm. by you sharing that and, and having that on your website and talking about it in in your facebook group yeah. um that that they, they can they can see that that there is other ways of just going to the doctors Absolutely. and getting medication which is great for for, for when when that needs to happen but, yeah. but having these sort of outlets is is amazing for Absolutely. people to have it's just that honesty about the conversation you know it's it's just breaking down some of those barriers yeah so you do have the Facebook group. Uh, so there's a lot of very active people on the Facebook group. Yeah. And it's uh, it's fantastic to see you've kind of all the tips and everything. So how much has that grown over, over the last few years? It's been amazing. Um, we, I think over the total community, because each kind of local group has its own Facebook group. And mm-hmm. then we have like a central hub where everyone comes together. And I think we're over 8,000 ladies now across wow. the groups, which is just amazing. But it's, I think, just a huge hub of inspiration. You know, if ever you're having a bad day, you can just log in there and just read through all of these amazing achievements that yeah. that ladies are, are kind of having and the success they're having. And But by the same token, there's ladies going in there saying, you know, I'm having a tough time. Can anyone help? And it's... It's, it's like a support group, isn't it? Massively. Like, that's what it's turned into. It's, yeah. it's not just your average running club where you, yeah. you you turn up at a certain time and you you get tracked of how much, how long it takes yeah. you to do things it's it's a support network where people are getting something out of it as well in in the, the sense of being able to to get out and and Definitely. get fit and they all give so much as well you know there's ladies kind of battling their own things mm-hmm. but they all give so much to other people like it's it it has just been amazing to be just part of this community and watch it unfold and and get to know some of the ladies within there and and what they're going through and yet still see them kind of hold somebody else's hand over a finish line you know yeah. it's it's just incredible yeah which is the best. and and it was when I've been um at the at the running clubs as well what I noticed is that sort of the the chattiness as well it isn't mm-hmm. just about the running but people are running but like what you said before they're talking to each other yeah. and they're having that chat, yeah. which they probably would never normally leave the house to do mm-hmm. because they haven't got time to meet up with friends or they haven't got time yeah. to do that. Whereas this is, is making that hour about them yeah. and being able to to talk to, to other Absolutely. people in the same position. Yeah. So how many groups do you currently have? We've got 12 groups at the moment. Wow. So, um, yeah, from that one, <laughs> that one group we've kind of spread across the northeast, and we've also got a group down in um, Albrighton now near Telford. Wow! Just because one of our ladies that ran with us, she was um, her husband was in the military, right? And so she moved with him, but wanted to take TGCR with her. So she's just building an amazing group down there. So, wow! Yeah, so that's been really nice. It's been re- and it's lovely to watch the kind of what you've built be duplicated elsewhere and yeah and definitely see the same ethos in what we do and yeah it's been amazing so you do um a lot of charity work as well so tell me a little bit about the the charity work that you do so we try to give back to kind of the communities that we run in so we often do what we call our runs for good where ladies donate um money and then we'll run up to Sainsbury's and do a big shop I think Sainsbury's dreaders come in um <laughs> and this happens across the groups we have um a lot of the groups have collected toys at Christmas time for the Salvation Army um we've recently had a um collection at the coast group where they've done kind of an easter egg run and they've also done some shopping for uh, local food banks right and things like that um and last September, we set up a project called These Girls Can Run In Her Shoes. Just recognising that clothing can be a real barrier for some women. Yeah. Um, just kind of feeling they haven't got the right gear to come along. So ladies within the community and beyond kind of donate their old running clothing and shoes. And we then make sure that's distributed to people who need it kind of within our groups and outside of the groups. That's an amazing idea, that really, because you, you're right. So tr- like trainers to get the support mm-hmm. that you need 
can be really, really yeah. expensive. And, and that will be a barrier for people yeah. to not want to, to go out because they, they think that people will be in all of the the latest spandex exactly. and, and, and everything. And it's it's hard for people. So so you, so you have collections and then to, do people approach you to say that they need help with... with... Yeah, so... Um... The, my cupboards are literally full to the brim <laughs> and it's up, up in the loft now as well. But what I just say is kind of confidentially people can contact me, um, I, you know, what, whatever their circumstances. Sometimes it's that people are on a weight loss journey and they don't want to spend money on a size where they're then going to drop yeah. another size. Yeah. Sometimes people are on maternity leave and, you know, it, it's an expensive, yeah. expensive thing to buy running clothing. So kind of no questions asked. We just make sure that they can get what they need um and, and it comes around as well you know if they've got spare trainers whatever that they're not using they donate them back into the project if they can and yeah it's just been it's been brilliant it's been really popular as well so I'm pleased we've been able to make a difference that's amazing so is are you seeing that growing do you think that could be kind of your own charity and your own kind of actually like a registered charity to to go forward along alongside yeah, the Yeah, I would love that. I would love that because it, it has proved to be such a kind of, I didn't think it would be. I didn't mm-hmm. think it would be as needed as it is. And, you know, just kind of some of the emails from ladies, you realise that there is a need for it. And clothing is... We've had I've had ladies who've messaged me and said they've kind of tried to go along to a running group and then they've seen everybody in their trainers and their running leggings and they've thought, you know, I can't turn up in my baggy pants and my big hoodie and you know, I don't want that to be something that stops people. I mean, we would never judge anybody that came along to the group for what they wear, but I would never want that to be something that they were worried about being judged on. Yeah. So I literally, like I say, my cupboards are. I get donations pretty much every day. Yeah, it's just amazing. Well, that that's fantastic, especially for anyone listening can can get in Absolutely, touch that yeah. that is is interested in in wanting to join a group or mm-hmm. just just get out and, and and get running and and be part of that. That that there is something for them to, to not have to to worry about that that yeah. expense, especially with with trainers and things. Exactly. So you did 52 half marathons. Don't remind me. <laughs> I did, So yes. I need to know all about this and how it started and what made you want to do 52 half marathons. <laughs> it's kind of a distant memory now, but um, I have this thing where my husband says that he basically has to keep an eye on me on New Year's Eve because that's when I make all of these kind of crazy plans. Yeah. So he's, if he sees me with a notebook on New Year's Eve, he's like, no way. Um, so... There was a a girl called um, Jessica who lived in Cramlington who sadly passed away um, in her teenage years. She had sarcoma. Right. And she lived really close to where I live in Cramlington. And I just thought I need to do something for somebody local for her family. And I knew her family. Jessica had this amazing dream of building a retreat where families and children suffering from cancer um, or terminal illness could go and spend time just to kind of escape it all. And I just, I remember reading about this and thinking, this amazing girl is kind of going through this awful, awful illness and yet forefront of her mind is other people. So when I read that, I thought I really want to do something to help so I came up with the idea of running, I don't know why, um, a half marathon a week for 52 weeks, which is what I did, finishing on New Year's Eve. Um, I raised over £3,000 for the charity. Everyone wow. was just so generous. And then at the end, which I didn't know, Jessica's mum was there, which was just kind of an amazing moment to see her. Um, but just to be able to to give something back to the family of this girl who I thought was just amazing yeah so it was really special to to do that it's incredible to be able to do that by just getting your running shoes on and and doing something that you're passionate about but still being able to raise all that money yeah everyone was just so generous it was just it was just phenomenal so how did the logistics work then so so once a week you would do so half marathon is is it 13 miles yes yeah. so just over 13 miles so generally would take me kind of two to two and a half hours right um so if I could I would do it while the girls were at school if I did it on the weekend generally what I would do is kind of put a post in the group and say 
I'm heading out at this time. And what I did, the burn where I live is pretty much two miles end to end. Right, okay. So I thought, if I run around that loads of times, if the ladies want to join me for any distance, it's easy to spot me because there's yeah. kind of bridges that go across the burn. So I literally, so many weeks, just looped the burn. <laughs> and ladies were kind of from the group were dropping in and out. And I literally could not have done it without them. They They literally carried me through the whole the whole experience so um yeah I never felt like I was alone I think out yeah. of the 52 I did about six solo runs and the rest were either with a couple of people from the group or kind of the whole group um wow yeah so I literally couldn't have done it without them yeah just fab so I'm guessing that's a lot of mental strength that you have to have to actually get yourself up and out when it feels like just yesterday you were doing another uh, half marathon so yeah I think it's I think the thing I found hardest is that because it was week after week, it really was over my head all of the time. I never felt like I was kind of, it was always there, like you need to run a half marathon by the end of this week. <laughs> yeah. And I would try not to leave it till the very end of the week because yeah. then I thought if something happens and I can't do it. So I literally had it in my head. And I remember I went on holiday in the July. So I did this crazy thing where... I was going to be away for 10 days. So I basically ran one the morning I went on holiday. I, I did this strange thing where I managed to not miss a week because right, okay. I didn't want to run on holiday. So I literally crammed right. like three <laughs> into some ridiculous time scale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the morning I was due to fly out in the afternoon, I ran. One. Yeah. <laughs> so I could have 10 days off. <laughs> Do you ever normally run on holiday? Is it something that you do? Because I've been abroad before where... I've taken running shoes and they have stayed in the bottom of my suitcase for the entire holiday and I've yeah. never... I've done that before, but I like to explore where I am. Yeah. So I always generally take them um, just because it's. I find it's a great way of kind of getting out first thing in the morning. And as well, when I'm kind of feeling a bit lazy on holiday, it it kind of resets me a bit. Yeah. Um, but when I went away last year I was starting to get injured a little bit right, so okay. I've like I've got to have complete rest which was really hard I was literally chomping at the bit <laughs> but I, I did it I managed I managed oh that's good so where do you see the future of these girls can run oh that's a really good question um I have recently put a survey in in the main group just kind of asking the question of if you haven't joined us yet, why mm -hmm. not? And is there anything we can do to help? And I got so many responses from ladies who still feel they're worried about being left behind. They're worried about holding the group up. And it's really made me realize that we're doing an amazing job, but there's still ladies that we need to help. Yeah. So at the minute I'm working on an online course. So for people coming along to the group, it's sometimes hard. The times don't fit in with childcare. And so I'm hoping this online course gives people a way to kind of boost their confidence, um, just start to get active. Yeah. I don't want it to focus on the technical side of running. I want it to be more about helping to people kind of set some goals and deal with their fears and, and all of the mindset around running. So yeah. I'm hoping that this online course will kind of help a few of the ladies that are in the group that we can't, you know, we can't manage to get along to the sessions at the minute. Yeah. So that's in the pipeline. So how would that look? Is that something that they would like be able to read through or is it kind of like videos or anything Yeah, it's like a that? bit of both. So at the minute I'm kind of at the very early stages of just putting it together, but there'll be videos in there. There'll be handouts, resources, and every week there'll be kind of a plan of the runs that we want them to try. Right. Okay. Um, but We've done a similar thing before within a Facebook group, but what happened is when people started and then for whatever reason they couldn't run the following week, mm -hmm. they started to feel like they, they'd got behind and right, then they okay. didn't pick it back up. So the idea behind this course would be that the person who signed up for it, they decide at what pace they go through the course. Right, so if okay. they need to repeat a week five times, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's about kind of your journey and not comparing yourself to kind of anybody else. So I thought at least this way they can take it at their their pace. And yeah. Loads of people do kind of the couch to 5K, but there's not always any support that comes with that. Yeah, it's just the audio really, yeah. couch to 5K. That's all it is, is when you're out, you've, you've got something in your yeah. ears saying right now, run to this bit, now run to that. And yeah. 
it, that doesn't always give you the confidence to, it doesn't. to start running. So it's kind of the whole package to sit alongside that plan. And we don't promise kind of five, you can run 5k at the end of it. But what we do promise is that you'll be running regularly and, yeah. you know, that will start to become part of your Have that confidence to, exactly. to get out and, and, and actually start running. Yeah. Fantastic. So are you looking at expanding as well? Are you wanting to expand into more areas? Do you have more people that wanting to, are you going to take over the country? Ah, well, we, we get <laughs> emails all the time for um, groups in different areas. One thing that I found is that because I'm, I'm not a business, like I'm, I'm not a businesswoman, I was never meant to be a businesswoman, <laughs> is I find it really hard in terms of kind of managing that bigger picture. Yeah. Um, so it's all for me. It's all about finding the right leaders, mm-hmm. um, and and that's a challenge. So that's something I've found really, really hard is just kind of finding the right people. Because yeah. I think until you see the groups in action, you might think you understand what we do, but it, it, we have to deliver on what we promise, which yes. is that we don't leave anybody behind. We look after everybody, yeah. and if we don't do that, we become just another running club. And that's my kind of, that's always been my fear around expanding. So it's been kind of a a slow process, but hopefully we're we're kind of finding the right people. And, um, but I think the online, there's a, we have real potential to kind of reach more people um, who, you know, the groups are still kind of a too big a step. I feel like, I feel like before we started, there was this gap between non-runners and running clubs. Mm -hmm. And we filled that gap and I thought we'd filled that gap fully, but I feel like there's still a space. There's still almost a a gap between people who aren't running yet and, and us, which we maybe need to fill kind of online. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think you're always going to get people that, that it can't fit into their normal life, um, of kind of, of getting out, but, um, of building that up to then come yeah. to the group to then have the support from from the other ladies and exactly. um, is is fantastic. So that's the plan. So we'll see. So specific tips for people that are wanting to start running. So if I was someone that that sort of had that fear of not wanting to to come out, what would you say the initial tips is for me to to leave the house and, and put those trainers on? I have just put a post about this in the Facebook group this week and I literally have said, it's something I've been kind of thinking about a lot lately and I've said the best decisions I've made have been when I've done things scared. So as in, if you're feeling scared, that's absolutely fine, but you need to take action because Mm -hmm. I think if you think about things too long, your brain will always talk you out of it. So if you're thinking about it, just do it. Um, kind of make an appointment with yourself so in your diary mm-hmm. put when you're going to when, when you plan to run and stick to it like you would any other appointment because it's so important that you have that time for you um i also tell ladies if kind of when if they need to run first thing in the morning or they can only run after work i tell them to lay their running gear out like literally if that's the first thing you see when you come in from work, you're yeah. going to make it so much easier to just put it on and just get out there. Yeah. Um, but it's about taking that first step. And often people think they need to leave the house for a certain time or they need to run a certain distance. And it isn't. Like literally leave the house, walk, run, see how you feel. And often you'll run further than you you think you can. It's just about taking that that step yeah but I think if you hesitate too much your brain will kick in and tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it yeah so it's just about just go for it yeah just do it mm-hmm. just get out yeah because when I first uh, came along to the running club I had um had signed up to do the my first great north run wow and uh it was I just I don't know what I was thinking I'd like never run before like I could just couldn't do it but that's exactly but, it isn't yeah it? And, and, and I thought right I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna come along. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. And uh I was one of the ones at the back. I couldn't and and you were really supportive of just run for a minute mm-hmm. and then or run to that lamppost and then Absolutely. and take it in those bite-sized chunks yeah. um and not feeling that you have to be running the entire time. Exactly. Um and that 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 helps massively because then you feel like you, you then can get to the next lamppost and the next lamppost and uh and then you've just got that confidence to to carry on and it and it is for me running has always been 
in my head of yeah. I need to stop, I need to stop, oh, I'm too tired. And once I got past that, mm-hmm. so my first Great North Run, I, w- I was useless. Well, I wasn't saying I was useless. No, I did, you it, did in four, it. I did it in four hours. That's but, um, you did it. And, uh, but I kind of, had, I got plantar fasciitis in my oh, foot and I was like in pain and I, I like hobbled the last um, like four miles oh. and then my toenails fell off on the last mile. <laughs> so I was a nice. mess. I was a mess. <laughs> I think afterwards you're I not to... selling this running <laughs> no, thing. I know. I know. <laughs> so, but I hadn't done much training. Mm-hmm. So, I, but then because I just I'd I'd signed up for it, I knew I had to do it. Yeah. And then after that, actually after doing the Great North Run, I was like, right, I need to properly yeah. learn what what I should be doing. And then that's when I I did sort of train my body a little bit better. And then so I missed a year. And then the year after next year. I did it and I did it in two hours 45 wow. because I'd I'd learned the tips of, of what to do and, and getting out and and yeah. just doing that lamppost to lamppost and not yeah. stopping and getting out of my own head yeah. and not thinking that I need to stop when I need to stop. Like, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to exactly. fall over and not be able to breathe. You just need to kind of keep that sort of a mantra in your head, yeah. really, of, of, of going. And, and once I kind of cracked that... Yeah. I was able to to do that it in is. in in the two forty five, and I, and I didn't run the entire way. I just didn't stop. Yeah. That was the thing. So even that would me as like a a real non runner tip would be, it doesn't matter. Like just keep moving. Yeah, that was exactly. all it is. Is just as long as you you're still moving. Yeah. Um, and then pick up the running again. And I think people panic when they can't breathe. Like, it's not a nice feeling. No. So I just say to people, slow it down. Like, always concentrate on just the in-breath, because the out-breath will take care of itself. And I actually do this little trick where I do a kind of like a real lively warm-up where everybody's out of breath. And then I'll get them to just kind of check their pulse and just count. And it goes silent. So we go from heavy breathing to just this silence. And I say that shows that yeah. you can, you know, you can control your breathing, but people just get this panic that they're, they can't breathe and it feels out of control. Yeah. But if you can kind of rein that in, slow it down, like I say, concentrate on the in-breath. Once you find your rhythm, you'll get past that first initial. And we've all been there. Like I remember when I first started, like sometimes just coming home and being like, what was it? Like literally I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I felt so unfit. But you learn to get past that. And once you get past that, that's when it really starts to fall into place. So I hear you're doing an ultra marathon. So tell me what that is. <laughs> so, yeah, this was another New Year's Eve um, crazy idea of mine. I I think because I've always been had it in my head when I first started that, oh, you know, I couldn't run, whatever. And I just want to show people what what they can actually do you know mm-hmm. what's possible because I was one of those people so um I've signed up to do with a friend from the group another leader to do the St Cuthbert's Way ultra marathon so that will be 45 miles at the end of June so <gasps> 45 miles yeah we're wow. training for that at the minute and it's it's actually I just I just want to show people that you know if I can do it anybody can yeah. because I was a non-runner yeah, you know that that's the reality so I've been there and it's just about kind of getting your head in the game and just going for it so so is that a full in in one so yeah it's, it's I think we've got like 17 hours before they tell us we can't run anymore so as long as we hit all the checkpoints right okay at the right time um and that's been a real learning curve for me because it's I've had to walk run yeah. So when I first sat down and spoke to one of my friend's husbands about doing an ultra, I said, you know, can I do it? And he said, it's completely different to a marathon. Marathon, sometimes you think I've got to do it in this certain time. He said, with an ultra, you take that pressure away. You know, you can't run all of it. So yeah. and you know, you know, it's going to take you a while. So you take away those pressures and think, actually, I'm going to run walk this. I need to take on kind of food and drink as I'm going. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a day out, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be amazing. It's just a nice jaunty day out, a nice walk. Exactly. You just take the dog. It'll be fine. So, so yeah, I think if you kind of go in with that attitude of, you know, I, I can't run it all, so I am going to walk some of yeah. it. So it's, you know. And where is that from and to? 
It, we start at Wooler and we run to Melrose. So right. it's kind of along the St. Cuthbert's Way. So I need to kind of have a look, proper look at the route and check out the hills and stuff. But it'll be exciting. a massive achievement though. Like if yeah. you think of where you where you've came from of of sort of not wanting to just get out the house and, and start exactly. running, um, to being able to yeah. do a, an ultra marathon is just And that's, that's amazing. the thing is that, that I want people to realise, like I used to shy away from kind of talking about things that I was doing mm-hmm. because you don't want to be like, oh, look at me, this is what I'm doing. But it's it's become about so much more. It's become about just saying, if I can do it, literally anybody can. Yeah. Like literally anybody yeah. can. It's it's so within everybody's grasp, mm-hmm. and I just want people to to look at me and think, if she can do it, I'm going to give it yeah. a go as well. I felt like that about the the Great North Run because, like, I I'm so not a runner, and like, my, I don't think my legs, my tiny short legs, are, are built for running at You're all. You're definitely a runner. <laughs> You're on the Great North Run. You're definitely a runner. But I do I do like love doing it, and I, and I do. Um, I mean, I am a fair weather runner. Like that's this 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 time of year. That's the yeah, only time that I've got will a stop. few of those. <laughs> yeah. There's not a chance. I don't love it enough to be able to get out in the rain. But I do love it, and it gives you those endorphins. And and yeah. it and if I'm exactly the same. So some people have said to me before, "Oh, I'm, I'm doing couch to five k," and then I'll just casually, you know, boast about my uh, Great North Run medal, and they're like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, if if I exactly. can do it." And they're like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not there yet." I was like, "If." If you just do the Great North Run, you'll mm-hmm. see how it's not all nope. marathon runners. It's people of all shapes and sizes yeah. and costumes and, exactly. and everything. And, and you can just go and enjoy the day. And it doesn't yeah. matter what time you, you, you yeah. do it in. Um, and you don't have to have it in your head that you only have to do this or oh, this couch to 5K exactly. because I know I need to run 5K. It's 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 there for it for is. for anyone, no matter your ability. Um, and I do exactly the same. I'd say to people, if I can do the mm-hmm. Great North Run, anyone can yeah. do the Great North Run. I think everybody should do it at least. Yeah, once. I do as well. I really do. Just purely for the, even if yeah. you walked the entire exactly. thing, it's amazing. It is the most incredible experience mm-hmm. coming from the northeast. I, the, the Great North Run is one of the things that I have always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and growing up and things and. Um, I remember when I was younger, my dad had done the Great North Run a few times. Oh. And then I thought, like, yeah, just I think it was 2015, the first time I did it. And I just thought, I'm, I'm just going to sign up. I don't care. I'm just going to do but it. But that's the thing I was saying about doing it yeah. scared. Like, literally, you have to kind of yeah. do something like that to give yourself something to work towards. Yeah. So I think if anybody's kind of listening and saying, where do I start? Like, maybe not the Great North Run, but <laughs> sign up for something. Like, yeah. give yourself a, 10K, a goal. A 5K, exactly. a charity. There's, there's so many different charity yeah. fun runs and things that you can do yeah. that that you can that they can go to your groups to to start preparing for them um and just just getting out yeah. and just and just doing and signing up for that because that was the biggest thing isn't I did it for a charity so it was yeah. like saving face of like well I can't I can't let people can't down yeah. like I can't I can't pull out um and I just absolutely loved it I, I burst into tears when I crossed the, the finish line it's so emotional um, yeah I saw Tom and he only came the first year because the second year he realized how it's a complete nightmare yeah, to get is. home it is a nightmare. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, the, uh, the 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 first year, it's just yeah, seeing him and I just burst into tears, and it was just such a, and it was like an empowering experience yeah. of of just knowing that I wasn't a runner, I hadn't trained for hours and hours every yeah. day, and and getting out and and didn't do a full marathon. It was just that 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 was what I did, and and then I had this massive achievement at the end of it. But like so. you say, now you can speak to other people and and. It's ama- that's what happens within the groups. It's like yeah. a real domino effect in terms of somebody goes out and does something and it'll happen this weekend with the London Marathon. Yeah. And it's amazing when it happens because you just see all of these people come alive in the group going, I wish I could do it. And then somebody will say, give it a try. And all of a sudden you've got people signing up for marathons and it happened, you know, it happens last year. And that is kind of the the magic of it. Is yeah. You can look at other people who you can relate to and think, well actually maybe I can maybe I can do it yeah yeah oh it's great I do I, I, I love it and and that I just want to inspire people and that's kind of with this podcast as well is uh yeah I, like I, I love talking about how it helps people's mental health yeah. but I just want to inspire people to to live a healthier life and, and live the life that, and it's not always about 
losing loads of weight yep. and um and you don't have to be really thin or, or nope. feel like you want to lose weight to start running nope. um it's it's literally there for for anyone that, that wants to put on those trainers and, and get out there it is and I think people sometimes focus on too much at once so they have a goal of you know I want to start running I want to get fit I want to lose this much weight and you know I've just had a chat with somebody this week where I've said pick one mm-hmm. so if you concentrate on just the running the rest will fall into place yeah but you, you you know if you've got too much going on and too many things you're working towards that's when it becomes overwhelming yeah so pick one really focus on it and you'll probably find that everything else you want to achieve will just fall into place because of that yeah well Kim thank you so much for coming on the podcast I've loved chatting to you and I've loved talking about running and, and I hope that um we've inspired people to to check out the group and and to uh, come along for their first run so um, I'll put all of your your details in the in the blog post and but if if anyone wants to sort of tweet and Facebook and all of that to ask any questions before that they, they they join a, a group then uh, then definitely let us let us know and I'd love to know if anyone has listened to this and has decided to bite the bullet and, and go yeah. to the to the group it'll be amazing to see thank you so much for having me it's been really lovely and like you say I hope we've inspired even if one person yeah. decides as a result of listening to this and if like I say if anybody needs um, running clothing or trainers yeah. just get in touch and, and I'll help them out fantastic thank you so much thank you well I really hope you enjoyed that episode with Kim I found it really inspirational and it's making me want to get my trainers on right now and get out running. So I hope it inspired you as well and definitely check out the group if you're from the Northeast. And uh, if you're not from the Northeast, then there might be a local group to you that you can join or look at Kim's new online service that she mentioned. And I'll have all of the information linked in the accompanying blog post. So thank you so much for listening and thank you for supporting me on this amazing podcast journey that I'm having so get in touch and if you've been inspired to run like I said uh, drop me a tweet Instagram Facebook all that usual social media or even email me at kelly at the life bath so thank you again for listening and just time for my thank yous so thank you to Thomas from TMH Sounds and thank you to Bradley Parsons for the music. And uh, I will see you all on episode nine. Thanks very much. Music.